0: Alright, welcome to, I guess, the first official kind of episode of the the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast hosted on the Volleyball Source YouTube channel. Um, This one is not live, so either you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to it on the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast feed, but in the future... Everywhere. We're gonna have this live, so we can talk to you guys while we do it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, just having a little bit of technical difficulties today in terms of the live department. Uh, updated my uh, iMac, and it no longer recognizes my cameras. So the you know the Blackmagic hardware that I bought a number of years ago now might not work anymore, which is bad. Bad news bears, but we'll we'll figure it out. It's, we'll, it's
0: something that people who don't work in media technology don't understand. Stuff breaks all the time for for no reason stuff breaks Stops (laughs) working anyway
1: yeah it's so that's why that's why we're doing this one recorded but uh it's all right we're still gonna we're still gonna talk some ball um we got a few topics we're gonna we're gonna discuss um i think ideally this show is gonna be a little bit uh a slower pace maybe like you know it's just it's more of a conversation
0: yeah a lot of like conceptual fun exercises, talking about transfers, talking about theoretical situations, you know, less less nitty-gritty. We are gonna do a bit of that today. Just have talking to, about you yeah, have to. Yeah, just 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 talking a little bit about Champions League today. Then we're gonna we have a couple fun like we're building a budget team. We're talking about the gabby Garcia transfer as well. So mm-hmm. so that'll be mm-hmm. some fun stuff going on today. Um so Everett, thanks for joining me. Let's uh let's get into Champions League. Which uh the big story well two big stories. I <laughs> two guess. big stories, yeah. Two very, very different games. Uh Yastrebsivegil versus Zaxa. Zaxa not Dumped one them. one one of the most one of the least closed games I I I have I've watched this year. And then almost the opposite, Trentino Perugia. Right down to the wire with uh with Trentino taking it
1: very narrowly in five. Which one do you want to talk about first? I mean let's I don't feel like there's that much to talk about in the the All Poland matchup, right? Zaxa dominated. I, I think we, we can get into the little nitty-gritty uh, afterwards but I definitely think we need to start with Trentino against Perugia because you and I both on the nine by nine on Tuesday said that we thought this was going to be a Perugia win and that Perugia was gearing up.
0: I and know, yeah. <laughs> and we we were both wrong. That was a battle. Oh my goodness! Right down to the wire, going five sets. Basically, the the teams like if you look at the team stats, it's it's almost dead even. Like same number of like service errors, same number of aces, basically the same attacking efficiency. Um, what do you think was the difference here? I mean, kind of different strategies for each side, but there's, there's a few things to unpack here.
1: I think first and foremost is that Wilfredo Leon did not have the best of matches, which is weird to say because I'm looking at his stats right now. That was that was the eye test. When I and I like this is literally the first time I'm looking at the stats right now. Yeah. But when we were we were all pretty active on Discord throughout watching this one and everyone was talking about how Leon kind of like snoozed through the first 3 sets. Right. Looking at his stats here, he was 20 for 49. With only five errors total between like you know, unforced errors and blocks, so to me that's not terrible numbers. Like he he hit four, he still hit forty one percent, right? And Camille Ritzlicky was outstanding. In this one went twenty two for thirty three with only getting blocked twice. You know both these guys. Richlicky had three aces. Leon had four. So it. Uh, I, I'm not sure kind of where it broke down, but Trentino came to play. I think that's ultimately what it was. Trentino came to play. Micheletto came to play. And uh, Matej Kaczynski was was spot on all day long. Yeah,
0: he was really nice hitting those out-of-system balls well. Like you said, Leon, like if you look at the stats, it's not that bad. He was hitting below the team efficiency, 34% versus the team, okay. 38%. Like you said, he maybe was stronger towards Van, also eight errors mm-hmm. on, ser- on uh, t- serves on the match. However, he also basically scored or the team scored almost every time he did get a serve in. So it's a bit of a give and take. The one player who I think I want to, if I can criticize anyone in this game, is probably Matt Anderson. You're not wrong. 22.5% efficiency, kind Mm -hmm. of the lowest on the team. Kind of the opposite of Leon. Started out pretty well hitting uh, and then kind of faded away towards the end, including like a pretty pivotal situation hitting a pipe attack and getting blocked by Marco Padrash, who's kind of great, obviously one of the best blockers in the game, but on his way down, a single block on a pipe, yeah, a pivotal moment, if you tough remember that one. one, oh man.
1: That's a tough one, that's a tough one for sure. Yeah, um, You're not wrong, and it's funny because Rob St. Clair was commenting the match, yeah. and at one point he made a comment about Anderson being a top five opposite end you know left side in the world in both categories and at the end i you know i kind then of it started, turned around for matt <laughs> yeah started then, playing at that point kind of like rob almost like changed him because that's when he started like playing downwards and when we, we were we were we were kind of making fun of rob on the on the on the chat board quite quite yeah. a bit for that one um because yeah he didn't really look all that great for them yeah um, and, I,
0: and i went through all his attacks right before this and it was a lot of out of system stuff like he wasn't yeah. hitting a lot in system they had Triple block on him a lot of times. He's hitting a lot of balls from the right side, which makes sense um, for Perugia. And obviously, he's played a lot of opposite before. But still, I think we need to. He had a few unforced errors. Mm-hmm. He's getting dug a few times. I don't know. I, I definitely need to see better from Matt Anderson the next match.
1: Yeah, it's almost questioning why they didn't bring in Ole Platnitsky and like, and they, they were bringing him as a serving sub. But why not make the sub? You know, right. he 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 wasn't putting up great number great numbers overall. Um, and just wasn't all of that effective. He was really good early, and then wasn't wasn't so good late. Why did Why didn't they make that change? Right? Yeah, that's that's a big question.
0: Do safe? You have you have like a very very strong. You have a you have
1: legitimately a top twenty. I think yeah like
0: top 20 outside hitter I would say
1: absolutely you know like just thinking of Plotnitsky I may have to rethink my team for, for later <laughs> on uh, because he doesn't he doesn't fall into the classifications like he, he'd be available but you know like you have him why not go to him right you guys go like you guys go down to one why not why not go to to Plotnitsky yeah, right?
0: I agree. Tough tough coaching decision. you saw you saw Trentino mixing up a bit, throwing a few different looks, getting yeah. felt to the in there in the middle. They were not afraid to change their lineup. Perugia, I don't know what it is, but they, they just had stuck with the exact same lineup, same rotations all season. Yo, know, Plotnici does come in to serve a lot a lot of the time, but that's basically it. Um
1: but, I mean, on the other side of the net, I th- think Trentino just plays such a steady style of game. They're yeah. so dr- strong defensively. Their passing wasn't great in this one. Only pa- passing fifty 15% perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. But their offense was was really good. Um, really, really left side heavy. Not really any Daniele-Lavia. I mean, I Mikuloto
0: mean, was pretty much the entire offense. Because, right? like,
1: Lavia was in and out. So he's not, clearly not 100% healthy. Yeah, two and, for nine in this one. Yeah, and Piano was having... A piano type, or sorry, not penale. piano, Penali. Um, Penali was having a Penali type day. I mean, he went for three for 13 and was really just in there to almost just be a blocker and, yeah. and just to be, you know, almost like I'm not going to call him a pylon because that's not necessarily what he was. But he's not
0: really probably 100% either. No, he's probably not.
1: So the fact that they were able to g- grind through this just strictly by playing through the left side—I mean, Lishniak only had twelve, and Podraszkin, wait, where is he? He only had seven. So it's not like they were running yeah. it running it through the middle too. So they were just—they were going to the outside and, and making it work. I think I think Kazizki and, and uh, Micalado
0: both had over forty-five attacking attempts. Like they were—they yep. were like what, like two-thirds of the offense, just those two almost. F-
1: Forty-six for uh, Kaczynski and forty-seven yeah, for that's, that's
0: That's crazy, but both above. Like team average efficiency, so why not go to them?
1: Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They're i are getting mean, a lot of tools. Mikko I mean, Lado- that
0: blocking needs to be a little tighter for, for Perugia. Yeah. But there's not uh, much uh, they can do.
1: Absolutely. I do think, though, that it was just it does put Perugia still in a good situation. I mean, I know they that, that was technically their home match, but they did lose in, in five, so they do have that extra point, and they have that ability to go back to Trentino and potentially close it out there if they can get a win in three or four, which...
0: You know, but what 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 do you think is gonna can change for the next game? Is it did they change something tactically? Did they just play better? Is there is there a lineup change they would go because for me Leon Leon I mean he had eight airs, Obviously he can play better, but he also his opponent served seven percent good passes. I think there's like one or two good passes almost every time they were scoring when when he got the ball. And like I don't know if that can improve that much.
1: I think Perugia needs to start playing a little bit down the middle more. Okay, right? and I think they need to really utilize. Like, Soleil only had twelve attempts on the whole day, and to me, Sebastian Soleil is is the type of athlete that you need to be giving, if you can, like, t- like upwards of three attempts, like at least three attempts a set, okay. right? And you need to be able to find him, find him more, especially the way that he has the ability to open up to the ball. He's kind of like Simone, where he gives you a bit of a of a larger window to to hit in, yeah. and you need to be giving him more more. More balls just to keep the blockers away, f- away from your outside. Was
0: he more matched up with Padrashin or Lizenach in the middle? Do you I, remember? I honestly can't remember. No. Okay, no. we need to check that though because. I feel like Prodrashion frustrates a lot of opposing setters and middle blockers. Cause he's he, he can he can one of those guys who can camp the middle mm-hmm. and, and and take that away a lot and then still obviously get get fast enough yeah. the other side. And Liz Natch to a certain extent could do that too. That's a tough middle duo to go up against yeah. if 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 you're opposing setter middle combo. And I
1: mean, hey, maybe like I know mangozi isn't isn't what he used to be, and isn't maybe up one of those top tier players. But he was four for seven in this one. We've seen him put up some good numbers before. Just give it to the middles uh, a little bit more. I mean, forty nine attempts for for Leon, thirty three for for Gianelli or Richlycki, thirty two for Anderson. And I mean, I know it doesn't really compare to like the forty five plus for both of the left sides yeah. on on Trentino, but it's just it's it's a little it's a little predictable, right? Yeah. You know that they're not going to go d- down the middle, whereas with Trentino you still have to respect it right even if they're not especially giving absolutely right even if they're not giving them the ball it's still oh shit whereas maybe if Mangosi isn't you know if they're not fronting the middle with Mangosi and Soleil, then maybe let's start let's start utilizing that and take some of that pressure off right All because right. especially with Leon who's who's struggling through the first 3 sets they had to find something to, to get it going and then you know I, I don't really know what happened in in that 5th set it was just it just kind of fell apart for them.
0: Yeah. This is a, this is going to be a really exciting match. Like this is definitely the match my most anticipated match of the year this next one. Cuz yeah. Perug- I mean, Perug- we we have talked about it so much this season with Gianelli, with Wilfredo Leon, like that was their weakness last year.
1: With a- with Anderson, with Theor- Rich Licky,
0: like <laughs> theoretically this this should be by far the best team, right? Absolutely. Trentino a team that that like was maybe a pl- fringe playoff team when we made our preseason predictions, but obviously surpassed that by a lot now. But, like oh man <laughs> that's, that's a couple feathers in Micheletto's cap if he wins this one right winning the Euro volley and then win. <laughs> like every team he goes to seems to do a lot a lot better than, uh, than we predicted for, for good reason though
1: and Micheletto reminds me of like the, a left side version of Gianelli you know in the same way that like Gianelli just came into the game early, and was this young, tall, kind of like different style of, of, of player than we see from Italy? I mean, hey, Micheletto is like a different style of player than we've seen at all. Anyone? Like, whenever yeah, we ever seen a yeah, like, six enough. foot, a six foot ten or six foot eleven lefty left side who used to be a libero passes <sighs> dimes and has all the shots in the it's, world. Right? It's
0: so ridiculous when you kind of
1: think. <laughs> you know, like I always kept on expecting the other shoe to drop with Gianelli, okay. and instead he just always continued to get better. And he always continued to improve, and he always did with, did it with like such a youthful exuberance, and it was just fun to watch. And you know, obviously, there's there's a lot of um, uh, parallels to me, to be made because they both came up in that Trentino system. But yeah, like it's uh, like man, do,
0: do you think Gianelli kind of regrets <laughs> leaving a little bit now?
1: No, absolutely not. Right, you're still getting to play with with Perugia. I don't think Trentino could pay him what Perugia is paying him, right? T- type of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think if anything, this really has to come down to Riccardo Spertoli and and okay. what he's he's been able to do and really cement uh, another him. another
0: common factor on on these two teams, right? The Italy team and the and the Trentino team. Yeah, he's a great player. Exactly. For sure.
1: Exactly. So I th- I really think Spertoli is just continuing to. You know what? He may be Italy's second setter, but you know we were t- we were talking about this coming in. Like there may be only like eight ish elite setters in the world. Yeah, it's maybe not as many as you think. Maybe Spertoli is like I would be comfortable Ooh. saying Spertoli is like a top fifteen setter. Top fifteen. Like he's just on the okay. outside of that of that like elite yeah, yeah. group. You know. So it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I it's very interesting because like all of a sudden like Perugia's sis- uh, season hangs in a balance right right now for sure if if like you can you can make the argument it's champions league or bust for them this year
0: this this is a champion i mean obviously they, they want to win super League as well but this is a champions league roster when you pay guys who all these foreigners you can't even start <laughs> absolutely normally, right, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you definitely want to yeah, oh man yeah it's going to be a tough week for perugia but i think that they'll, they'll be fine they'll be fine i think i think i think they still get this one Maybe a golden set, maybe a golden set, but I think they still Oh, uh, I mean, it. a
1: golden set would be massive because a golden set would be coming after a five-setter, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Would you, you, we would have two straight 15-setters.
0: Well, we were pretty They're spoiled fi- last year with like the yeah. craziness, the golden sets that we got last year. Yeah. So it's, it's been a little slower this year, but... It, it has been a little yeah. slower slower this year. But maybe we should have saw this coming after Perugia dropped to Zisterna in the uh, Super Lega last weekend, right? Only team to drop a set, right?
1: I mean, no, because, you know, you you can never predict what Stephen Marr is going to do, right? Nah, of
0: course. (laughs) We made it 15 minutes or whatever before Stephen Marr came into the conversation. All right, so what's your prediction, Everett, for the next one? And then we'll just do quickly Zaksa, Estrebsi, and then... Perugia, 3-1. Perugia, 3-1, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a golden set. I think Perugia is going to be able to handle them. I don't think that... Like Micalletto and Kaczynski are going to be able to put up the numbers that they did again. Um, obviously, like Penale and Lavia are both questionably healthy, and right. yeah, I just I, I don't see any of those either I, either of those guys bouncing back. And yeah, I don't see Micalletto or Kaczynski. And, and the reality is, is that all they have to do is win three nothing or three one,
0: right? And then you don't even have a little yeah. set. Okay, a quick one before we, before I move on. Lisa are sh- short serves. Yay yeah or nay? Are you in or out? I'm that, in that that little like drop when he puts to position four.
1: I'm in. You're in. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't know. I don't think it was working for him last match. It, no? like, it's, it's really cool when he when he gets it, but like it's kind of painful. I guess that's any short serve. But
1: yeah, it is kind of painful. But it also it, it, it makes the move right. Yeah, w- what's what's your pick here? You can't get away. You can't you you can't make me. I'm out. I'm out.
0: I feel like these he's, he's a power jump server.
1: Fair enough. I think I think you it's need cool to, when
0: it works. It's, it's fun. It's fun when it works, but too cute. Too I think cute. you need to switch it up. But what's your what's your prediction in the game? Oh, I say golden set. Uh, with Perugia winning the golden set.
1: Oh, you think golden set? So we're, yeah. we're so, gonna go to five.
0: So three two for Perugia, golden set.
1: Reverse sweep, golden set.
0: Mm. <laughs> no, that's too much. Ah, although,
1: come on. Uh,
0: although that happens more often than it should, because the momentum. So, so yeah. Like, if if a team comes back, like and wins three two, like just you put put all your money on them for the golden set. There's no, yeah. there's no like. Was was it last year, Lube to Zaxa, where like, they did come back? Anyway, yeah. I think that, I think the opposite happened there.
1: All right. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yastrebji versus Zaxa. Not even close. Not even uh, close. Zaxa, over 50% hitting efficiency as a team. That, that's not percentage. That's efficiency. <laughs> that's efficiency. <laughs> that's, that's probably the highest thing I, I've ever seen. If you guys if you guys remember a higher one in like a Champions League match, let us know. Uh, Yastrebji, 22% <laughs> efficiency. Let alone a semi-final. <laughs> I know. Um, so, Yastrebji targeting... Shlifka. yep twenty six times interesting <laughs> didn't work for them Sh- shoji and Semenyuk, nine times each <laughs> so they they were they were going directly at Shlifka the entire match um I think it's maybe one thing we haven't really talked about as zaxa maybe you have on the nine by nine but like the passing of this team like semanac and shoji especially shoji are, are such incredible rece- like in reception that you're like Like, you have to target Schliffka and then you're, obviously, if you're targeting a guy that hard, then you're taking a little juice off the serves, right? So, that's that's tough.
1: Yeah, that that definitely is tough, but I don't know if that really, at the end of the day, like, really affected it. All of that much for for Zaxa or or JW like Zaxa was just all over them with their, of that yeah, I mean, yeah. with their, their offense, and on the other side, JW's offense was just not clicking and and no. not looking good.
0: My boy Clevino, not a, not a, not a pretty match from him.
1: Like seven. Errors altogether, un- only two unforced errors by Zaxa all day, and that by, that was two by Kashmarek, and he was still had you know <laughs> swinging at sixty one percent eleven for eighteen, right? Yeah. Whereas nine unforced errors on the JW side, on, in addition to eight blocks, right? So it's uh, it was it was it was a, it was a tough day for Klevno. It was a bad day for Jan Hadrava. Uh, that was the Hadrava that Rob loves to see. <laughs> and yeah it was just it was overall ugly and uh, all i have to really say is i told you so because yeah. all of the, so many people on discord and I, I and, and in the youtube <laughs> chat did. and on the nine by nine are talking about how you know jw is rolling right now <laughs> and zach it was it was like, definitely and most people were saying uh yeah i know but like zaxa zaxa and th- there's just too many questionable parts on jw's side of things um. Yeah, and yeah, I just, I just don't. I, I, I. I Would I, you change
0: anything? You Strepsi bring in Sh- Sh- Shimura Shimura How do you say that? Raphael Shimura They tried him. They tried yeah, Boye. Really work, like yeah. they tried everyone.
1: Yeah. And no, it didn't. It it didn't really work, right? So, yeah. um. Yeah. Well,
0: what we're gonna see is maybe we'll see the same thing. Zaxa destroys them in Champions League, and then she wins Police P- P- League. We'll see
1: um uh, That's uh, I I don't know I don't have a I don't have a lot of belief in this JW team. However, I do think that the potential of Yuri Glider coming back. True, because we didn't see him. Yeah, we didn't see him at all. I mean, he was he's not even here on the roster. Yeah, so it's not even like he was on a bench and in an uh, uh, like an option. And to me, like if he's not even on the roster this week, there's no way he's playing next week. Yeah, right.
0: Although, yeah, you know, you never know with with some of the roster stuff. I think. Yeah. Um. All right, so Champions League. Looking forward to the next matches. Going to be very fun, especially mm-hmm. that that Italian matchup. And obviously, superfinals got announced. Slovenia May twenty second, which I think we are already talked about on the nine by nine. We did. If you're listening to this, you should watch that podcast. That was a fun one. Me, me, you and Rob ever. That was, yeah, that was, that was, that a, that was joining, a classic.
1: Are you joining us again this week? Are we like we gonna? Are we tr- are we doing this on a trial basis to to, to bring <laughs> you Let's in full time? Uh,
0: we'll discuss. Maybe it can be a, a guest analyst. Do a okay. special segment. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll figure. We'll figure it out. Um, okay. Another big piece of news this week: Gabby Garcia. Yes. The opposite, I guess, formerly of Puerto Rico, star BYU. Is like mm-hmm. I think player of the year twice yes. in NCAA. Like very clearly the best player in NCAA mm-hmm. two years in a row. Uh, opposite played for Lubeck. Actually got quite a bit of burn for Lubek due to uh, due to some injuries to to, to Zaitsev over there, and uh, yeah, he's. Changing nationalities to an American. Uh, ever, what were your initial thoughts when you read this news this week?
1: Um, I mean, not surprising. Like he has already made he already originally made the request and Puerto Rico basically shot him down. Um what was a little bit interesting was the post that he made. Um in terms of that that of how he addressed it all on Instagram. I'm trying to pull it up right now because yeah. uh, it,
0: it was actually a pretty powerful post. I recommend if you're listening to this or watching this, go like pause now and then and then go read this post because it was, it was, it's actually very uh, well spoken or well well written. Absolutely, it's
1: very, uh, you know, he, he, it was it was all in Spanish, so you know people had, people had to translate it for us. Um, but basically, it breaks down about how thankful he is for having grown up in Puerto Rico and thankful he is for everything that it provided him. But however, um, he wants to be basically one of the best and doesn't think that a Puerto Rico can get him there, but it also talks a lot about the state of the Puerto Rican uh, the Volleyball Federation and how, you know, they just don't have a lot of money and they don't have proper support and amenities to be able to train at a high level. And that's why he has to go to the USA.
0: Yeah, it's kind of just a, a, a bad situation overall, because
1: I'm sure there's people there who are passionate, who oh, want to do good work,
0: who want to improve the state of volleyball, but th- when, when you don't have the resources you don't have the infrastructure there's only so much you can do and like it's, it's obviously you see the parallels between cuba as well where you have like incredible Absolutely. amount of talent clearly like ex- they're extremely good at developing players mm-hmm. like, like there's no question about that um but yeah it's just i guess when they get to this level you're playing overseas probably there's a lot of conflict where you know maybe clubs are saying hey like we don't want you to go play in these gyms this summer because we like this there's insurance on your contract right like these contracts are not and for the players too there's, there's nothing guaranteed if gabby garcia tears his acl play, playing in one of these gyms then he's he loses his contract for a year like yeah. he loses and for a player like him it's, it's pretty pretty important for this part of your career for a young athlete so i don't know it's it's a bad situation I, I definitely can under understand why gabby did it um from a personal level What what do you think like Maurice Torres is, is is maybe an example though of a guy pretty recently, similar level to Gabby, yep. and, and did stay with Puerto Rico. So, do you think that maybe weakens his argument at all? Or
1: no, I think that's a, that was a different situation. Like he came up at a time when there really wasn't that much room on the right side, okay, in, for, for the American national team. Whereas, like I do think that, so like I think that
0: factors in for, 100% 100% for Gabby in. as well. Okay,
1: hundred uh, percent it factors in. Yeah, yeah. If I'm Gabby Garcia and I'm looking at the national team and I'm being like. There's this guy who's coming up. There's this guy who's coming up. You know, there's these like guys who are already cemented in. Do I see myself fitting into that that process? You know, maybe not. But I mean, on the flip side, if we, if we want to bring it up, we do have uh, Alexia Karatasu uh, from Romania, who literally did the exact same thing, who has um, announced that she's going to be playing for Turkey. Originally Romanian, and kind of same situation. She's played at for romania like at the youth level she's played for romania at the Eurovolley at se- Eurovolley <laughs> at, Euro at the senior yeah. level like gabby garcia has played twice for uh, puerto rico at, at the at the senior level as well like they've both donned the jerseys of, of their teams whereas you know gabby garcia is going to a better situation for him where like it's clear right now that he's probably the number two coming in like I, I don't know how much patience they have left with, with Patch. You think
0: he's number two? I think I think he's gonna be I think he has number p- one pretty much right away when he comes in.
1: You but you think he's gonna get played Over Patch for sure, I think. Over Anderson.
0: Oh no, yeah, I'm sorry, not over Anderson. Okay, I what you mean. But I yeah, I guess Anderson's staying for twenty twenty four,
1: right? Yeah. Fair enough. I'm guessing so. Yeah. Right? So I, I think I think there's 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 that difference there. Whereas Karatasu is going to a Turkish team that already has a world class. Oh opposite in Kara Kurt, already naturalized an athlete last year in Melissa Vargas from Cuba. So now they're gonna have two naturalized what? athletes, but you can only have one on your team. So I don't know what's go what's going on with that. If I'm Melissa Vargas right now I'm pissed. Right?
0: And and there's still Miriam Boz who like was a player who got them into the Olympics was the MVP of the, like the yeah. the Tokyo Olympic qualification. Like it's,
1: so the reality is uh, like, if I'm Karatatsu, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm scratching my head a little bit and being like, what's going on here? Why, why am I doing this? And I mean, maybe it's that ability that like, you're going to be able to go play in Turkey. You're not going to be able to count against the foreigner limit. I'm sure. I'm sure that you was know, like most of it, right? You, like, that, like maybe that's it instead of playing for, for the national team. And like, maybe it's a, maybe it's something that she's like looking at and being like, Hey, Maybe I don't want to play national team for a little bit. Maybe right. I want my summers off. Maybe I want to be a normal human being like other athletes, yeah. are and not have to train and compete twenty four seven. What was she? She's, she's only like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, she's super young. <laughs> so maybe a little um, young
0: for that. I probably still have the energy for that at yeah. that age, at least. Yeah. Um. But you, but you're right. Maybe she's doing it for. I mean, it could be very rewarding monetarily right mm-hmm. like maybe you can make a ton more money if you don't count against the foreigner cap in some mm-hmm. leagues right uh you see it a lot more commonly kind of with the players getting italian citizenship like yeah dragon stankovic i think even padrashan didn't get it recently yeah um a few players like that who kind of get it towards the end of their career they've been playing in italy long enough they speak fluent italian might as well um but yeah, this is a bit of a uh, yeah, I agree. The Vargas plus Karatasu plus Karakurt thing? Plus boss. Plus boss? <laughs> like maybe you can throw Karakurt on uh on the outside hitter, but like that has not really been her best position no. really
1: at all. Maybe they're looking at moving Karatasu to the outs to the left side. Yeah. That that could be my my only thought. Um Who's 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 like on the woman's side who's a recent opposite to outside hitter conversion? Can
0: you cuz we have some high profile ones with like Anderson and Zaitsev. In, in men's know. but on the women's I can't think I of too many off the top of my
1: head. I don't know if there's as many on the women's side. Yeah. Which is That's interesting because I, I would have thought off my initial thought I would have thought that women's volleyball is more malleable than that, but I guess not.
0: Cuz we seen a couple like attempts like character. You know we saw um oh, uh Polish opposite Smarzak and uh, Smarzek and and
1: Ansthesiak. And
0: Stasiak both yeah. tried outside and both couldn't Kind of yeah.
1: reminds me of the days when we were trying to get, get Dallas Sunius and Gavin Schmidt to play on the court at the same time together. We yeah. had Dallas Sunius <laughs> on the left it's side. It happens
0: so often in volleyball. you are like, we have all these good opposites, yeah. all these great athletes. Just, no
1: one could pass the ball, it's hard. which it's is once it's again, hard, this is once again. We, we know what we need to do is, Rob and I had this conversation once, but like rules that we would need to change. want to change. I would love to see volleyball with the American NCAA rules.
0: Okay, and like with uh, like, like, surf, like the stopping like rules and stopping. In the women's, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: absolutely. Special, let's specialize it even more. Oh,
0: okay. I feel like I feel like most people have the opposite opinion.
1: Well, most people can respectfully, you know, yeah, whatever so you're gonna let.
0: Well, actually, actually, I'm down for libero serving. That's kind of libero
1: serving. But think about like what's like to me, NCAA women's volleyball is one of the best products we have. It prolong prolongs rallies, right? Right. You're going to like. It, the volleyball doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. I'm going off on a weird tangent right now, but st- bear with me. Okay, it's uh, it's an anaerobic sport, right? It's short, quick bursts of energy, right? And you need recovery from that. It's 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 like it's why in hockey we have short shifts, right? It's because it's it's a short it's it's short bursts of speed. Okay. It's why in football you see guys coming on and off. You have offense and defense. No one can play both sides of the ball in football. But in volleyball, you're expected to play both sides of the ball at all times for the length of a soccer match. It doesn't make but sense. You also
0: have built-in 20 30 second breaks all the time. Plus yeah, timeouts. But
1: like but in this you would have the same thing in in football too, right? You have you have but
0: that's contact.
1: That's that's a lot more running. I don't know. That. I I just think <laughs> that okay, it, we I would see. benefit from giving our players some bench, like just a little bit of time to 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 uh, recoup, and it'd be just prolonged rallies to have like more defensive specialists in the back row. Like I think it, I think it would be you know awesome. But then I guess yeah, the cr- the
0: big criticism of that from the Americans is that they think like okay, you have all these women that played NCAA come out who are outside and they basically like never pass or play defense and they can't do it yeah but they
1: wouldn't need to because those rules would be international as okay. well yeah I see what you man.
0: right like like let's take that
1: game and apply it to everywhere else and I think I plus think
0: you're right you, just see, you see less bad passes and you see better offense
1: best bad passes better offense less out of system junk you're gonna have you're probably gonna have more DS's on the other side so they're gonna make more digs right like I, OK I mean, okay. I think I'm smart and I think people should listen. To me, but, <laughs> there uh, you go. Sorry, one, I do want to jump back to this Gabby Garcia situation.: yeah. no, There's a little um, bit more to talk about.: I think it sucks in a lot of ways because this is, this is really a question of almost more political than it is volleyball. Because let's let's be honest like like what is like Puerto Rico's like a protectorate of the USA. Yeah, They're I, not a state. They I'm have to really pay taxes but They it. don't yeah, get yeah. stuff back. Like the you know, they got hit by that hurricane and stuff like that if a, a number of years yeah. back and haven't really recovered. There's this just, just a lot of going on. Um and I think it hurts for Puerto Rican the Puerto Rican people and fans, yeah. you know, to be going like like that's like you know, it's like, like the
0: best prospect we've had in, yeah, in a long time.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's like if Luke Skywalker, you know, gave up on the Rebel <laughs> Alliance and joined the Empire. Okay, maybe not that right. much, but like... Star Wars,
0: Star Wars uh, analogy. That's a first for this podcast, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but, you know,
1: like, he's he's going to join the evil overlords. And, yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're know, saying. So and I think that sucks. But And I also, like, I kind of want to question how... Like if this is a good thing for our sport or not, okay. The yeah. fact that we just allow this to happen and that now every it's like every top team almost has like a poached player from another team, like more well, so on more so on the men's side,
0: especially given how like a lot of them are are, are the best players in yeah. the sport, like Leon and Lial and and Gabby's maybe not there yet, but could could be quite a strong player one day. The infamous Robert Landy Simone trying trying like 10 different federations, <laughs> some, somehow not getting <laughs> on with was, any of them.
1: Robert Landy Simone was trick or treating for yeah. a team to go to the Olympics <laughs> to just going door to door. Canada? No. Okay.
0: Then, Bulgaria? No. Okay. And then still almost ended up beating Canada to qualify. So. Yeah, but didn't. Didn't. Didn't.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Is like, it
0: a good thing? Is it a good thing for a sport? Well, you're more of a football guy than me. Um, and I guess that would be like the the other sport that's more international, like volleyball, where you could have potentially the situations. Because see, like hockey and basketball doesn't doesn't
1: really happen. Um, so, like in in terms like you're talking about European football, soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada just made it to our first World Cup. We're gonna be in Group F. Belgium, Croatia. We're gonna we're coming for you. We're gonna crush Belgium. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <laughs> number number two ranked team in the world. <laughs> two teams two teams to finish in the top three. Um, but that that so that that's it's funny that you bring that up because it's a weird twofold for especially for being Canadian because for so long, it was that story of our best players go, go play for others. Right. We had Owen Hargraves who grew up in Calgary, ended up, you know, using like his British citizenship, went and played for the English national team. Um, what is it? Jonathan de Guzman was another one who went, went and played for the Dutch. Like we lost our best players to go sit on the bench for other teams right. and to play for other teams. But now, when you look at our roster, you've got all of these like naturalized Canadians like you know Jonathan Davies and uh, and a, like a bunch of bunch of our other guys, including guys like guys like Stefan Victoria who originally played for Portugal and are now coming back, right? um See,
0: but i think there's a difference between maybe say a guy who, who came here when he was a young teenager 100%. versus a guy who's played for his senior team already and, and then switches I yeah think that's very and, and even
1: even more so i think that there's a there's a lot to be said like all of these either have like a uh like a lineage um uh, tie to these countries that they're going to play for or they like they like they lived in Canada and spent time here, like were either refugees or, or moved here as, as teenagers. Whereas like Akaratasu, who moved to Turkey to play volleyball, right? Yeah, and, like you know, like these people who are coming to Canada, they didn't come to Canada because they wanted to play soccer, right? They came to Canada because right. they they wanted a better life. Whereas I, I know it's it's a little bit more difficult with the whole Cuban situation and and all of that, but to me, like. It's starting to get a little bit ridiculous you know like our b- big team's just going to be eyeing like the little the little teams and, be, and being like let's let's pick you up you know if rich licky was was younger would would someone pick him up yeah and like that's where it, it that's where it kind of gets a little silly for me
0: also dude i guess you kind of feel bad for players that I maybe mean, like isabel hack or, or camille writes licky you know who, who who like they don't they'll never have a chance to go to the olympics right i mean hawk it was amazing what they did at, at, for sweden at, at Eurovolley this year and I guess you got you have to start somewhere. Like maybe she's inspire a new generation of, of Swedish but that, athletes. That's but, exactly yeah, it. That's tough.
1: You know, like how and like that's exactly what we've been seeing in Canadian soccer for so long, right? Where how do you promote your team better if all of your best team players are right. leaving, right? Um, and it's just it like. To me i think it's it's a little bit like I, I don't see it happening in soccer where like you could just leave and go play for another country that you have no relation to right, right? you could just apply for a citizenship and stuff like even after having played for the the national team like, i don't i don't see that happening i don't see that being being good for their brand yeah but volleyball has such a, a focus on the top and not trying to build up in others places that you know it's allowed so right
0: yeah and, and- it, it does feel sometimes a little predatory, maybe like the the Turkish scenarios where you know, they seem like almost bring these players into the national league, almost like hoarding
1: them. And, you know,
0: and Russia d- often did the same thing where they would take players from Belarus and from Ukraine, like like um, uh, Alexander Buko and yeah. Dmitry Mazursky and like for brought them into the Russian team where you know I guess they were, they weren't originally Russian, so almost like they planned it ahead of time, which also seems a bit um, questionable to me.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I wish the reality is is that like you know the FIVB and stuff like that aren't really going to step in um, like they're yeah. not going to support the Puerto Rican Federation over the USA yeah um, the USA is
0: but I've never I've never heard this argument specific argument where he's like I'm actually like concerned about my safety and my health and like I, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard that angle before and I think that's actually a pretty a pretty strong point if he's literally like like I'm, I, my knees are going to be injured like I can't Go all summer and play in these gyms with holes and and leagues. So you you've heard stories of of players playing sometimes in, in really crappy gyms and yeah it could be, be yeah rattling. for sure.
1: Um, but the I mean I'll be fully honest though it's not like it's not like Puerto Rico has a full season plan because it's not like they're in Nations League right right you know um they've got North Seca tournaments and then they qualify for World Champs and and that's it right they're not training full time like like Team Canada is. So and the the American team is so, uh, you know, I I like I think that all of this is real, but I think it's this is very much a case of like these are reasons why I don't like playing here and I want to go play somewhere better,
0: right? So it's kind of working backwards. You think from that angle and a hundred percent, yeah. Okay, like yeah.
1: it's it's it, like I don't think his thought process is man these conditions are really terrible that I can't play. What are my options? It's, I don't want to play for Puerto Rico because we're not that good. Our money's not that good. We're not going to be getting any better. And I want to go to the Olympics.
0: Yeah. It's definitely asking a lot for someone to, I guess, sacrifice that much. Yeah. It's a lot. But just quickly on Team USA, before we go on to our last segment here, that, like, what, what a huge pickup from them because after Matt Anderson, we both like, I like Ben Patch, but. He's not, he's, I don't think he's... I like Ben Patch, but John Sparrow doesn't. Yeah, and I, I still don't think he would be a starter on an Olympic medal level team. No. Especially opposite, such an important position in that level. So, Gabby, I mean, you can be their opposite for the next 10 years. That's huge for them.
1: Massive. And I mean, I, I do think it's very indicative of kind of what's happening with the NCAA. And I know the conversation has been happening a little bit on the Discord as well. as like, Is the NCAA producing good American players right now? like it, it's it's it, crazy it's it's a little worry so if i was american i'd be worried instead i'm canadian we're sitting pretty up here and i think you know U sport is, well, is actually a pretty good level regard like
0: it's, it's relative to our, our country like country size absolutely
1: absolutely and like what and, lo- and like what we do and, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but like you know like for so like if you go around the league in the ncaa so many of the best players are foreigners and gabby garcia was one of those best players and you know now he's he's going to play so it's uh it is it is it is interesting that i don't know i
0: I think we still have to like i've definitely been critical of critical of this and like been calling it for a long time like hey there's there's no good prospects coming up through the american system right now but i think it's just a bit cyclical like it was probably like there's probably 50 14 15 year olds right now that we don't know about because we don't have the network and scouting capabilities but i'm I'm sure i'm sure they'll be back but yeah this definitely smooths over, the, especially you know Taylor Sanders gone, and that was a huge blow. But yeah, absolutely. But things are looking things are looking up for the USA. I think with you know, Tomaszewski playing so well and, and all this. I some, think some it also news. allows
1: you to put Anderson on the left side, which is like where we know yeah, he prefers yeah. to play. You know, if, if maybe you have a, a said so he
0: prefers to play on the left side.
1: Is that isn't that? Where I'm, he prefers I'm pretty
0: to sure play? he's re- he, requ- he only will play for Team USA on the right side. Oh, okay, never mind. Or at then. least he's. To like strongly prefer i think I'm, i haven't talked to him about it so okay i can't confirm <laughs> fair fair enough
1: maybe maybe we should get him for an, intervie- an yeah. interview sometime um but yeah but i, I just think it, it like opens up some options they don't need to ride him so much like i think that there's just a lot of uncertainty between like patch and ensing uh yeah, i think you almost forget about him well i mean he's like playing like israel right like that's rough it's like what are you doing you know like why like Right? It, it, it doesn't even like matter at that point like, yeah. you're just going for a paycheck and i get it like make that you know g- grab that bag but at the same time like you're young jake haynes jake haynes no what about like a guy like jalen jesper oh yeah playing Jaylen. for that's stanford, that's yeah, right? yeah. Uh, he was at stanford now he's at pepperdine oh right, because right, it was right. the whole because they thought they were losing their team yeah, yeah there's there was that. there was that there was that whole thing there so players transferred out and then they saved at the last at the last minute right No, so i that was I,
0: scary when stanford was going to lose men's volleyball I was man, that that was scary. Been,
1: it was it was such oh, a crumble yeah. of of everything um if you want to hear about that actually i did an interview with uh stanford libero justin louis literally oh, okay. like the day of or like like a couple of days later yeah. um right right around that time to to discuss it so it's one of the early ones of the volleyball source podcast is so so you could go uh check that out but yeah uh big 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 pickup for the usa i think it just allows them to identify exactly who they're going with moving forward and be like you know after 2024 gabby garcia is our guy and we're going to run with him you know until then it'll be a bit of growing pains with patch and ensing and jesper and maybe they put down the maybe at, at some point we see you know, a, a healthy Aaron Russell, a healthy Thomas Jejczyk, and a, a healthy TJ Defalco plays kind of um, a three three outside ah. hitter hit, hitter system. Um, I mean,
0: we've 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 kind of uh, been sad for the USA for for so long, but really, when you look at the roster, it's still like one of the best in the world. No, You're still, they're still absolutely spoiled with with good players. So, um, yeah, they'll be fine. Especially with Gabby. So he has to wait two years, though, right? Before he can yeah. play. Yeah. So, so he will he can play in 2024 potentially in uh in Paris. yeah
1: but like that's a quick turnaround right yeah
0: i was gonna say that's not a lot of time to No, play. you're gonna can, have can to... you practice with the team i don't know two question. that's a big
1: that is a, a big that's a big one that is a big one you know oh it's,
0: like, oh, it's a just a pickup game with uh me and christensen and, and uh, <laughs> aaron russell <laughs> and like come on
1: in the team usa gym you yeah. go in there and he's like wearing a like a, a Donald Trump mask the entire <laughs> time to to mask. is like, "Gabby Garcia, is that you?" No, no, I'm not here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, ever last one here, guys. I think this is a fun one. Um, so recently there's some news that Ivitanova will be having a budget cut. I mean, this happens. We see we see teams come to the top and stay there and then go back down. There's there's actually very rare in volleyball for clubs to to be a top elite team with a high budget for for in, indefinitely. So, what are you thinking? Okay, Lube's cutting their budget. What? Can we still make them a good team? So, me and every made our own teams here. Um,
1: it, it would be way easier if volleyball actually talked about budgets and like how yeah, much these players how, how players, are, players are making and, and stuff like that. likes to talk about it. No.
0: It's cuz we we need a well Piscini's a little bit, but we need Actually, he's kind of the equivalent, but definitely need a, a Wojnowski of yeah. volleyball. But that's that's like forty years of networking. So maybe 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 one day after. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just to over it for Lube. Um, Simone has already confirmed signed to Piacenza. Juan has already said he's not coming back, and he's probably going to Asia. Um, Lucarelli is starting to be rumored to be heading back to Santa Cruzero. Right. And now it's looking like De Checo is possibly leaving as well, and so that basically end leaves. End of an era, man. Holy yeah, geez. end of an era completely, right? So that leaves like Zaitsev, Gabby Garcia, and Yant.
0: That's still pretty. That's still like one of the best wing trios. But you I know, you got two opposites and a, a, a left side. Hey, it's, it's a it's, a, it's a compass, man. He's a,
1: mm. a good left side. Um, but yeah, h- how do you want to do this? Do you do you want to start? So basically, so, we're rebuilding. We're rebuilding Lube's roster with.
0: Yeah, like Everett said, we don't we don't know how much each of these players make. It's just, I guess, our best guess. Players that you know aren't make like probably not going to make over like 200k or something like that. Yeah, kind of under that threshold.
1: Do you want to do you want to start or should I? And I, start? I also
0: I completely rebuild the roster. Like I don't have any players from current loop. Me, me neither. Okay. Okay. Me yeah. Me neither. I uh, wait before we start. Uh, and then after guys, comment if you're watching this on YouTube, which uh, which team you think would win, and also if you guys okay. have your own budget team, would would love to hear it from you guys as well. Um, or if you're listening to the podcast you can I don't know. Go go to the YouTube video and comment or or I don't know. <laughs> Post yeah. it somewhere. Discord. Post it on the Discord. There we go.
1: Honestly no. Post it on the YouTube comment first and then let <laughs> us know in the Discord. We okay. need we need we need more comments. <gasps> All right. Right? Okay, let's do it. Um Do you wanna go do you wanna go, sure first? We'll go first? Okay.
0: Okay. So outside hitters.
1: Wait for four. Did you have any like do you had does your team have a theme? Mm,
0: not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. I guess. Yeah, I was, I was trying to get a little bit of everything. A little okay. balance. Probably a little more off- offensive than defensive, I would say.
1: Okay. And also, we are following Super SuperLega rules in terms of foreigner Hips. foreigner limits.
0: Three Italians. Yes. Okay. So, outside hitters. I had my boy, Fa Behrim. Okay. Who I just had talked to last week on a podcast. Great guy. You guys should listen to that podcast. Really good discussion. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing on one of the top teams in Turkey, but... He said he said to me, he's like, Oh, I really want he like his dream is to play in the Super Lega. I don't think he would be that expensive. He's not he's a good player, like definitely was a good prospect, but still young. Mm-hmm. Still hasn't proven himself at the highest level. A little shorter, but great passer, great server. Mm-hmm. Other outside hitter. Lucas Vecina. Do you do, you know, him, do you know him? Check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the opposite slash outside hitter. Um I watched a lot of him at, at Eurovolley. Euro Volley. Really good athlete, really physical. One of, he's, he's staying in the Czech League this year, but I think he's going to move next season anyway. Regardless of the exercise he's too good for the Czech League. Scoring, scoring one of the top scorers there.
1: Um, was, yeah. he, was he with he with in the Czech League? Karlavarsko, yeah. Okay, okay. Dominating the league, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Casey shooting also doing really yes, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. doing yeah. doing a um, lot of but, lot of. I, I lot of saw him when I was doing some league. Recent, league. when I was doing my research. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's seen a young guy. I think he's, he's going to improve. Uh, definitely good enough athlete. Definitely good enough server. So. I think the serving, the serving of these outsides, you know, have a bit more of an offensive guy with Vecina, defensive guy with Bayram. I think it could work. What, okay. do you, what do you think? What were your outsides?
1: <sighs> I mean, I, you and I might have, I think we discussed this a little bit coming <laughs> in, but we might have had different understandings of, like, the level of budget we're working with here. Okay. Because we we had said, like, that you can't be, like, starting for, like, one of, like, the top teams and can't be, like, a star player in the league.
0: Yeah, we didn't give like strict definitions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was I was operating on like like a pad of a Padova budget or like a.
1: I was operating more of like a Milano
0: budget. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so first and foremost, mine, I it's a mixture of players of second chances. Yeah. Um. Solid, Italians. And um, overlooked quality players. I like it. Um, so, do you guess who? Guess who? My my first left side is Stephen Marr. <laughs> Stephen oh. Marr. <laughs> I got it. I, I mean, I, yeah, he qualifies. Yeah, he qualified. Like, yeah. put, just on his back, brought them to the the promised land. Had you know, like, great season, and uh, brought them to the playoffs. And that that's all he meant. Just, he just, just signed a, a good another good uh, deal with Monza. He's going to. I
0: mean, oh, he's playing for Monza. Yeah, sweet. he's gonna going to be going play for Monza. I mean, next he's year. really he's like a perfect guy for the Italian league. Like, he's not. Like, he's a strong server, really physical, really strong. Like can can take the high set low, can play a few roles. You know, he's, he doesn't really have any weaknesses. I would pass, say like passes well. Passes well. He's not like I've always thought he should be a better hitter than than he is. Just because he, he's so dominant when I mm-hmm. when I've seen him play, but. Yeah. He's still putting up like great numbers, but he so. has this nice this nice switch up game that that he's developed over the years as well, which is yeah. which kind of fun. Uh,
1: okay. Absolutely. So I have Stephen Mar, and then the other guy is I want to give someone a second chance. He's been off the radar a little bit recently, um, both for injuries and and stooge like uh, coach play. But I want to go Aaron with Russell. Aaron
0: Russell. both. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's I can tell you, Aaron Russell is not not going to come cheap, even after all those injuries.
1: I don't know, like injuries and then he hasn't played like he's 100% taking a pay cut to wherever he's going next. Year. Yeah, next, yeah, for sure. Okay. Right? He's he's 100% taking a pay cut. So, he has been banged up. He has been banged up. And we don't we haven't really seen him play since like what 2019? True. Yeah, like it's, been, it's been it's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Like, but he, he's coming in like in spurts. Yeah? I feel
0: he's coming uh, a little bit, but yeah, you're right. He's, he's he's hasn't been able to stay on the court. 2019. You no, know, he played. He played last year, didn't he? at least a, for a while i don't think so okay maybe i'm gonna i don't know right.
1: or maybe yeah i i can't remember really oh no. no but aaron russell's a
0: good one redemption,
1: redemption. yeah redemption redemption okay. so that's why i want Stephen meyer and aaron russell
0: the north american team so far yes see i i always bias toward the europeans because like it's always guys that i like like saw some random like euro volley match at like 500 people watched <laughs> that Fair. only like I got to see them practice yeah, yeah and yeah. that's my next guy as well. <laughs> okay what are we
1: going with next middles um, or opposite opposite setter okay opposite setter
0: so opposite setter opposite went with Far. Uh, I'm not sure Teo the French opposite played on the Euro team played on their VNL team plays for starting opposite for Montpellier one of the best teams in the uh, in the French League this season. 21 years old or 22, 22 years old, still a young guy, very physical, like very big, strong guy. Um, I think next up, French opposite, probably after uh, after Petri, um, but I don't know, I was just really impressed with him playing practices with the French national team at Eurovolley. Like, you could tell, like, that French system, man, they're so good at developing, and I think not enough of them play in the Super League, especially... Especially after the Olympics, I'm surprised not
1: more of them got contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, I mean, it was t- everyone had already signed contracts. Yeah, so then, maybe right? maybe we'll see the effect this year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, I, I really like him watching him in the French league, and uh, I think he could be quite good. Okay. In the Super League, and then I uh, Lucas Spirito, the the Italian setter, as my he's always kind of like I I just thought like thought that him. he kind of got overshadowed by Spirtoley now, but before Spartoli, it was always kind of that. That second setter for the Italian team
1: Verona was like a top four teams in terms of like hitting efficiency and and, and percentage and stuff like, I like that. Like him. They, they were they were right up there. He's right? Got this
0: nice weird float serve that yeah. uh, that's pretty effective.
1: And the the reality is is that Verona only had one option this year, and that was Rockmazic, right? Like Rock. Jens, Jensen wasn't putting points up on the board. I don't even know who they had as the P two.
0: I'm surprised they kept Jensen. Like I think he will be good, but he's still. Mm. Eh, I, I
1: don't think. I think he's done in Super Lega.
0: Yeah, he d- I, he did get a, a lot of opportunity
1: already. Yeah. He's been given a lot a lot of opportunity. And he, he was really good as a rookie and, and hasn't uh hasn't come up. But yeah, no, I, I thought about Spirito too. Um that's that's I I was I was definitely on the Spirito train. I, I also like him. I think he's he's solid. All right, who would you go with opposite setter? Um opposite. I'm going back with the uh let's give someone a second chance. Um someone who has previously had 300-point-plus seasons. Uh, you're going with Shawan. Yes, uh, Shawan Vernon Evans. <laughs> I, I mean, I, hey. I, wait, I didn't see these before. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I'm just very obvious. To be honest, was, from now on, you won't be able to guess. Okay. Now, agree. From now on, you won't be able to guess. Also, sh- don't, don't Japanese foreigners make like
0: 300K? Is that what he makes? They make a lot, man. I know that's Korean. Korea, Korean make a lot. I don't think Japanese. maybe Japanese don't make quite as much, but it's probably still...
1: Yeah, um,
0: I was thinking about Shawan yeah. too though.
1: But just in terms of like Italy, right? Like he would be taking a con- like yeah, if you're going to yeah. go back to Italy, like you would take a a, a cut for sure. Um, I still think that you know, like he's proved himself in the past playing for Ravenna.
0: Man, I missed him watching him play so much this year. Yeah, it sucked.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, the past two seasons, really. Yeah, and I mean, he's been putting up numbers. I think he's like has a second in efficiency in, in japan he's top five in scoring playing for a team that's like battling for the championship so yeah i, I want to see my boy Shawan vernon evans back in superliga and and back with a team um that's going to support him and don't have a stooge as a coach have you
0: heard any yeah and like definitely do you think it affects him now like given what's happened with vital hannon recently like kind of the reputation change maybe we'll be like oh maybe maybe it wasn't Shawan's fault like if you're italian constructing an Italian roster for next season. You're like maybe you should give him another chance now. Like do you think that
1: if that, if that helps him at well, all? Well, I mean like he's literally putting up numbers similar to what Nishida was doing last year in Japan. Yeah. Like he's putting up great numbers. Like he's he's you know like going toe to toe with Kurek and like he's 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 doing well in in, in Japan. And yeah. I mean, yes, you can obviously point out that there's a, there's an obvious um physical advantage for him playing in, in Japan but still like I, I, I love the fact that he went to Japan I it's not it's not as bad as Korea though like it's definitely a lot more competitive 100% it is wait like I feel like 100%. people put the
0: l- lump flows in the same no uh, not absolutely
1: all. not like the depth of Japanese volleyball is there right um and it's it's arguably one of the most, if not the most, skilled league in the world. Yeah, for sure. Right. So yeah, I think it's it's gonna be it's it's great for his confidence. I'm excited to see what he's gonna be like with the Canadian national team when he comes back this summer. In the setter position, I have someone who I think is a quality setter. Um, just came off winning a CEV cu- or CEV Challenge Cup with Narbonne. Um Isn't the starting setter for his national team? because you know there's someone who's quite a bit of a stud uh but as starting center of my team I want Argentinian Nicolas Uriarte
0: Ah okay Yeah I like it cuz there's there's a few you could, you could probably go with Sanchez as well
1: yeah, but mm,
0: too 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 small for Italy. Too small.
1: Too small. Too small for Italy? Too small. Five five doesn't doesn't cut it. Five five. It. The, Sanchez is like five, 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 six. He's like five seven. There's <laughs> no way. He's five seven on the roster. He's five seven True. with his hair. Okay. If his hair. But if you push his hair down, he's like five, 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 six. Um but
0: man he, okay. Uriarte, Uriarte. I like it.
1: But I I think Uriarte to me, I've always made a lot of um. Comparisons with him and um, T.J. Sanders in terms of like the the style okay. of how they set and mm-hmm. how they distribute the offense. I think in general, T.J. might not like the fact they say this, but I think Uriarte is a bit slightly better athlete than T.J. is. But T.J. might think the game better than than Uriarte. But I remember watching and, Uriarte. He's got
0: the Argentinian magic, though.
1: He's yeah, his, he does. Right. They just have the, the touch, magic hands. The the touch. And I remember yeah. watching Uriarte for the. Uh, Argentinian junior team at my first event ever uh for for volleyball Canada back in 2011 and uh yeah I've just always enjoyed him watching him play you know this one is a little bit of my caveat because this season he was playing for Narbonne in the French League you know in the French League you're not getting a huge salary but for next year he is signed for Sada Cruzeiro so that is my like
0: and he, is, he, is he slated as a starter for, for Sada Cruzeiro?
1: Uh, yeah, he must be because Kachopa Cachoppa, is right? going to going to Monza. That Monza team is gonna be fun. <laughs> that Monza
0: team
1: is oh, gonna be fun.
0: Transfer season, I can't wait.
1: Yeah, uh, I almost feel like like with Lube's team kind of getting mixed up the way they are, Modena's team kind of doing what they're what they're uh, doing. Yeah. Like it's kind of similar to an F one situation right now, where we're gonna see a change up at the top, and I think Monza and Piacenza are both like itching to be at the top.
0: Well, we've had we've had the big four for. Quite a while. It's almost a been the most now. stable like period of, of volleyball. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so and you've Oriarte se- never played hasn't played in Italy since 2011 either. Really? Yeah. That's kind of surprising for a player of his of his caliber.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and like that's why I think Uriarte is already always like kind of overlooked because of Decheco.
0: Yeah. Well, why like why do you have Orduña setting in the Super League over so long and not Oriarte? Yeah, ab-
1: absolutely, right? But you know and. Yeah, like spend some time at Scra, spend some time at uh um at Sata Cruzeiro, more you know, a little bit of yeah, Argentinian yeah. stuff like like you know, this now Bun contract is a really kind of a random contract. Yeah. But uh
0: But a lot a lot of people are just taking what they could get last year. Yeah. Especially the Argentinians he saw just not playing France. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um okay, good picks. Uh middle blocker, and we'll just do middle blocker and libero together maybe. Um. So, middles, I had Marco Volpato. Okay. So that's my one middle. Played in Padova forever. Always, like, had, like, good stats. Always looks good. A little undersized. But, like, I, I always, like, I was, like, especially when Padova was, like, really bad and they were almost getting relegated. Really I was like, man, this guy's, like, you should he should be on a better team. Like, he's a good Italian middle. Maybe, maybe a bit weak on the serve. Uh, and then I picked Alan Piank. Okay. Slovenian middle. Like, one of your pick, like, a little older. A guy who but when i like when i've seen him play like he still has like unreal athleticism like like he's what 35 36 mm-hmm. he's still he's still jumping out of the gym still still quite quick i'm like damn okay so old, old he's got he's got a good old man game and he's yeah he he's playing pretty well for olympiacos in the um cv competition this year so i like him he's an underrated guy and i had a hell of a Euro volley last year and then okay. my last libero is alessandro piccinelli
1: Piccinelli. Yeah. Okay. He's
0: coming. He's the backup libero for Perugia right now. I actually got some playing time pretty recently with Kla- yeah. when Calachi was out. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's kind of being groomed as is the Calachi runner up on Perugia right now. Um was actually on the Eurovalley twenty twenty one roster. I believe he was a late scratch because Daniele Mazzoni could not make it something like that. But uh yeah. He's got he's got the pedigree. He's mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't got his opportunity yet, but I th- I think he's ready to start, especially like he's definitely better than some of the the starting little barrels right now in Italy. Some okay. Of some, some of them random ones on the bottom
1: teams for sure. All right, fair enough. Well, where uh, are you going with? Um, once again, I think my budget might have my <laughs> budget might have a little bit higher. Uh, my first middle, I'm going with Matteo Piano. Okay. One of the top lockers in the Ita- Italian league this I year. We said no, no starters on, on
0: on top teams. Is that a top team? Hmm. They're a good team. A good team. Okay, Piano's good though and he's had a kind of redempt- like a like a much better season this season.
1: Yeah. I was I was I'm like I haven't watched a ton of Milano games. He's
0: yeah, some impressive blocking performances so far. Yeah,
1: i am one of the best blockers in, in the Italian league. Um maybe this one was a bit of a stretch you're, you're probably right. Um the other one definitely isn't uh Toronto middle Gabrielli Di Martino.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: once again like I found myself watching some uh, Toronto games this year yeah um They're mainly kind of a fun team they they had a fun team exactly and uh yeah you know he's he's represented the the national team was up there in terms of the blocks team. was was up there um and yeah just just had a good season kind of caught my eye enjoyed watching him. that's that that that's my that's my pick um and then finally in the libero position um I'm going with uh, Leonardo Scanferla. Yeah, that's out a of, good pick. Out Piacenza. of Piacenza. Yeah. 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 Uh, once again, like, was very frustrated at times watching Piacenza play this year, but Scanferla was always, you know, a consistent... Well, remember, I
0: picked him for my all-star second team. Last you did. Yeah.
1: You did, you did, yeah. So, uh, he's someone that I think could, you know, m- take that that step up.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's again, Italy has such a... Amazing talent development system. I don't think it's because of their foreigner like they have the highest foreigner. Limit. They still have all these good players. So yeah, skin for a good picks. The middles I like too. D Martino. I'm gonna have to watch a bit more of him. All right. Let us know what you guys think. Which team would win? Pro- probably yours. Being honest. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know though. I I think my team's more more physical than yours. Okay. Like I got I have a really like serving physical. Probably the the blocking definitely isn't there as much. The Skill play maybe isn't there as much, but I get lucky with a few aces anyway. If you guys have any players like this, kind of the low budget players, who should Lube pick up?
1: Would love to know in the comments. It would be awesome if we knew the salaries, the salaries. yeah, because then we could like set a budget,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Because we really have no idea. One day, one, one day. day,
1: one day. You know, what we need to do is is, is try to get fantasy going back up again for Super Lega. We should we should test it for VNL because VNL is actually the perfect format for it. Ooh, you're not wrong.
0: It's easy to be a good test. Anyway, I wonder
1: I wonder if someone in the Discord would uh, would like code it for us so that you don't have if to. If anyone
0: up- listening to this podcast knows how to code a fantasy league,
1: let us let know. us know.
0: We're very interested. Yeah. All right, Everett. Thanks for joining today.
1: Thanks for having me at my house.
0: Yeah, I can, it's <laughs> your house. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening, watching. Remember to join the Volleyball Source Discord. Um, remember to listen to the Volleyball Source podcast as well. Yes. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Any, anything else? Any plugs?
1: Uh, make sure you check out the 9 by 9 Tuesday 7 7.30 p.m. Eastern yes. time with myself and this guy and uh, Mr. Rob St. Clair. Um, if you guys have any ideas for conversation, like topics you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the Discord on uh, any social media and we're uh, we're pretty flexible here (laughs) yeah we are we are pretty flexible we talked about we talked about a lot of things today so
0: yeah all right thanks everyone
1: peace